Use Rigging, Hoisting, Lifting, and Positioning Equipment and Rigging Loads for Cranes, Section 4. Select slings and tie knots, bends and hitches. Natural and synthetic ropes. Fiber rope may be made from either natural or synthetic fibers. Natural fibers include manila and sisal. Synthetic fibers include nylon, polypropylene, and polyester. Each of these fibers has unique properties. Fiber ropes are not the same as fiber slings. Fiber slings are designed and commercially fabricated for lifting purposes and have their safe working load indicated on a tag sewn to the sling. Stranding. The individual fibers in ropes, whether natural or synthetic, are relatively weak. Fiber ropes become strong only when many hundred of these fibers are woven or twisted into strands. Braided rope. Braided ropes are generally made from synthetic materials. A braided rope has no inherent twist to it, making it easy to handle. This type of rope consists of several strands of braided yarns, one inside the other. Twisted rope. The traditional fiber rope consists of three strands twisted into a rope. The strands twist in a clockwise direction. Each strand is made up of many smaller strands called yarns, and in turn, each yarn is made up of even smaller strands called fibers. The yarns within the strands are twisted in a counterclockwise direction. The fibers within the yarns are twisted in a clockwise direction. By countering the twist in each layer, the overall rope will maintain relatively stable when under a load because the fibers stay fairly straight. A twisted synthetic rope is preferred for lifelines because it will stretch somewhat to cushion the fall of a worker. Natural fiber ropes, manila. Manila rope is available in six grades and is not as strong as synthetic rope. As the grade and strength decreases, the color darkens. Cecil. Cecil rope is white, coarse textured, and rough to the touch. Cecil rope is weaker than manila and should be used only when cost rather than strength is the major factor. Note, natural fiber rope must not be used for hoisting with a powered hoist. Synthetic fiber ropes, nylon. Nylon is approximately two and a half times stronger than manila. Nylon rope is usually pure white, soft, pliable, and smooth to the touch. It has an elastic quality and will stretch up to 40% of its length. Nylon rope loses about 10% of its strength when wet, but regains its original strength when dried. Nylon does not rot, is unaffected by mildew, and can withstand temperatures up to 150 degrees Celsius or 300 degrees Fahrenheit without being damaged. It is adversely affected by acids and alkalis. The highly elastic nature of nylon ropes makes it capable of withstanding repeated shock loads. However, this same elasticity can be a hindrance if you are trying to lift loads in areas with restricted headroom. Polyester. Polyester rope is similar to nylon in appearance but is not as elastic. It will only stretch 5% before breaking. Polyester rope is 87% as strong as nylon. Polyester is not as elastic as nylon and is capable of sustaining only 60% of nylon shock load. Polyester does not lose any strength when wet and unlike nylon is unaffected by acids or alkalis. For your own protection, however, you should wash polyester ropes and slings with cold water whenever they have been exposed to any chemicals. Polypropylene. Polypropylene rope is available in a wide range of colors, but yellow is the most common. 
It is smooth and somewhat slippery. It is lightweight and floats on water. Polypropylene gradually softens as temperature increases and loses 40% of its strength at the temperature of boiling water, 100 degrees Celsius or 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Higher temperatures will eventually cause polypropylene to melt. This rope also deteriorates rapidly when exposed to sunlight. Polypropylene rope is 60% as strong as nylon and is capable of absorbing only 40% of the shock load of nylon. Of all the rope types mentioned, polypropylene has the best electrical insulating properties against electrical shock. It should be noted that only dry ropes should be used near sources of high voltage. Working Load Limits The working load limit, WLL, is the maximum load that a rigging component may carry and meet the safety factors set forth by workplace regulations. Most regulations set minimum safety factors for rigging materials. The WLL is typically determined by dividing the braking strength of the rigging component by the safety factor. The minimum safety factor for rigging used to support workers is 10. For lifting materials, the safety factor varies depending upon the rigging component. For example, lifting materials with a sling made of nylon fiber rope requires a safety factor of 9, while for an alloy chain, the factor is only 4. Breaking strength. The breaking strength of rope is measured in newtons, N, or pounds, and is the minimum force necessary to break the rope. The strength of different ropes depends upon the fiber being used, the diameter of the rope, and the type of stranding that is used. For equal diameter and stranding, the strongest of the commonly used fiber rope is nylon. Polyester and polypropylene are not as strong as nylon, but other factors may make them a better choice. For the actual breaking strength of a specific rope, it is best to consult the manufacturer of the rope. Use of ropes. Fiber ropes are very useful in construction. Fiber ropes are easy to handle, and because they come in very long lengths, they can be readily adapted to many custom situations. It is very important to use the correct knot, bend, or hitch when connecting ropes together or to material to be lifted. If the incorrect knot is tied, it may slip, causing the load to fall or may jam and leave the rope permanently damaged. Remember, tying a knot in a rope reduces its strength by 50%. New fiber bulk ropes come packaged in a plastic wrapper. To remove new rope from its shipping coil, place the coil on its side, reach down inside and pull the rope up from the inside the coil. Leave the outer wrapping intact. Rope should not be overloaded. Ropes that have been subjected to loads beyond their working load limit should be taken out of service. For lifting materials, the maximum load should never exceed one-ninth of the rope's breaking strength. Avoid exposing rope to direct sunlight for long periods of time. Excessive exposure causes fibers to break down due to ultraviolet rays. Do not use frozen rope. If you must handle rope that is frozen, do so very carefully, as any bending may break the strands. To prevent rope from freezing, dry it well before exposing it to cold weather. Avoid making sharp bends in rope. Sharp bends, including those made by knots, will reduce the rope's strength by 50%. Always pad the sharp corners of a load before applying the rope. When attaching a small diameter object such as a hook or ring to a rope, use a thimble to protect the eye of the rope. Care and Maintenance of Rope 
The life of any type of fiber rope can be greatly extended if you follow the basic care and maintenance procedures listed below. Whipping. Whipping is a wrapping applied to the end of a rope to prevent the rope strands from unraveling. Whenever a rope is cut to a new length, the ends of the rope should have whipping applied before the rope is put into service. Whipping is more than just a tidy decoration. It prevents the strands of the rope from slipping in relation to each other. Such slipping would cause one strand to carry more or less than its fair share of the load. To apply whipping to a rope, use a strong, non-slipping twine. If the twine tends to slip, pulling it over soft tar, beeswax, or pine pitch will usually correct the problem. Tape may be used as whipping if applied tightly. Whipping should be replaced when it shows signs of fraying or loosening. How to apply whipping. 1. Begin by holding the end of the twine, A, at the end of the rope. Then form a long loop along the rope. 2. Hold the end of the twine, A, and the left end of the loop with your left hand and begin wrapping the other end of twine, B, around the rope over the long loop. 3. Continue to apply wraps as close to each other and as tight as possible until you have covered a distance approximately one and a half times the rope diameter. 4. Take the twine end, B, and pass it through the loop as shown here. 5. Hold the twine end, A, until you feel that the two ends of the twine are approximately midway under the whipping. 6. Trim the end of the twine as close as possible to the whipping end then trim the end of the rope so that a portion approximately half the rope's diameter projects beyond the whipping. Instead of using whipping on nylon, polyester, or polypropylene ropes, you can melt the fibers together with a hot iron or flame. Roll the end of the melted rope between two flat surfaces, scraps of wood, while the rope cools or you may have the end larger than the diameter of the rope. When the ends of the rope are larger than the rope diameter, they become difficult to untie. Note, when you are using the hot iron or flame to melt the rope fibers, be careful to avoid burning yourself. Storage Rope should be kept clean. Soil embedded in the fibers acts as an abrasive, wearing the rope down. Soiled rope should be washed in cool water, loosely coiled and hung in a well-ventilated area to dry before storage. Apart from this cleaning, rope requires very little maintenance. Be sure to coil rope when you are preparing it for storage. The coiled rope should then be hung on large diameter pegs in a cool, dry room with good air circulation to prevent mildew. Improper storage of fiber ropes leads to rot, brittleness, crushed fibers, kinks, and many other defects. Any kinks or small loops should be carefully removed before a rope is pulled taut. With basic care and proper storage, natural fiber rope will provide many years of service. If left lying on the ground in a damp environment, the rope will become useless in a very short time. A thorough visual inspection should be done before performing any lifting tasks. When inspecting fiber ropes, look for broken strands, wear and abrasion, heat damage such as melting, contamination with petroleum products, which can damage the rope, evidence of rot or damage from exposure to the elements, crushing, twisting, or kinking, loose, broken, or damaged thimbles. Note, any damage will affect the lifting capacity of the rope. Tying knots and hitches. To make effective use of any rope, you must first be able to select the correct knot, bend, or hitch for a given situation, and then be able to tie it. 
Any knot, bend, or hitch must support the load imposed on it, be quick and easy to tie, and be easy to untie once the load has been removed. Rope Work Terms To better understand the following instructions on knot tying, you will need to identify the parts of a rope. Figure 6 shows an overhand loop. A loop is the starting point for most knots. The portion of the rope that forms the loop is termed the bite. The long portion of the rope is termed the standing part. The end of the rope is called just that, the end. The overhand loop is formed by passing the end of the rope over or in front of the standing part of the rope. The underhand loop is formed by passing the end of the rope under or behind the standing part of the rope. General rules for tying knots, bends, and hitches. Bowline knot. The bowline knot forms a non-slip loop at the end of a rope that has the virtues of being both easy to tie and untie. To untie the bowline, loosen the knot by pushing the loop that is around the standing part of the rope away from the knot. Once the knot is loosened, it is easily untied. The bowline is used when a slip-proof loop is needed. The bowline is used as an attachment when a loop is made around a fixed object. To tie a bowline, form a small loop by passing the end of the rope over the standing part. Pass the end under the bite and pull it up through the loop. Pass the end behind the standing part. Insert the end back down through the loop. Tighten the knot by holding the end of the rope and the loop in one hand and the standing part in the other hand. Then pull until the knot is tight. Bowline on a bite. The bowline on a bite is a knot that makes a pair of fixed size loops in the middle or bite of a rope. Its advantages are that its loops do not slip. It is also reasonably easy to untie after being exposed to strain. This knot can be used to provide a toehold in the middle of a rope or to make an emergency bosun's chair, a device used to suspend a person from a rope to perform high work, create a bend in the middle of the rope to double it up. The bent end now acts as the end of the rope, then make an overhand loop. Step 1. Pass the bent end through the backside of the loop, forming a second, larger loop. Step 2. Spread open the bent end and pull over the larger loop. Step 3. Continue to bring the bent end around until it encircles the double standing part. Step 4. Tighten by pulling the double standing part and the bent end in opposing directions. Reef or Square Knot The reef knot or square knot is used to fasten together two ropes of equal diameter. To tie the knot, cross the ends of the ropes and turn one rope around the other. Then cross the ends again and turn one end around the other end, making sure the second turn is done in the opposite direction to the first. You can remind yourself how the reef knot is tied by using the following verse. Left over right, right over left. The finished reef knot should have both the standing part and the end of each rope on the same side of the bite formed by the other rope. Sheet Bend The sheet bend is used to attach two ropes of unequal diameter together. To tie the sheet bend as shown, form a bite in the larger diameter rope. Then pass the end of the smaller diameter rope up under the bite, around the back, 
of the end and standing part of the larger rope. Then pass the end under the section of the smaller rope where it first came through the bite. Continue with the small end until it lies across the top or face of the bite formed by the larger rope. Hold both the standing part and the end of each rope in each hand and pull in opposite directions to tighten the sheep end. Round turn with two half hitches. The round turn and two half hitches is a hitch used to secure the end of a rope to a fixed object. The name refers to the components used to form the knot. A round turn wraps the rope around the object, completely encircling it, and the two half hitches secure the end around the standing part. To make this round turn with two half hitches, you must, as mentioned, wrap the rope completely around the object, then pass the end of rope around the standing part and pull the end between the object and the rope. Make a second loop around the standing part of the rope in the same direction as the first loop. If one loop is clockwise and the other is counterclockwise, the hitch will be difficult to untie. Finish by passing the end of the rope between the standing part and the two loops. As the standing part is pulled tight, the loop around the object will slip until the two half hitches have jammed tightly to the object. They will not come untied if the pull on the standing part is relaxed. Rolling Hitch The rolling hitch is a knot used to attach a rope to a rod, pole, or other rope. A simple friction hitch it is used for lengthwise pull along an object, rather than right angles. The rolling hitch is designed to resist lengthwise movement for only a single direction of pull. Clove Hitch The clove hitch is used to secure a rope to a fixed object such as a post. To tie a clove hitch, take two wraps around the object. The first wrap is made on one side of the standing part, and the second wrap must be to the opposite side of the standing part. The end of the rope is then passed between the object on the second wrap. The two wraps are pulled close to each other, and the standing part and the end pulled in opposite directions. The clove hitch can be made even more secure by tying the end to the standing part with a single half hitch. Timber Hitch The timber hitch is used to secure a rope to a plank, the timber, post, or pipe, and that object is to be lifted in an upright position as illustrated here. The timber hitch is a series of modified half hitches. To tie a timber hitch, begin by tying a single half hitch around the object, then pass the free end of the rope between the object and rope two more times. Pull the hitch tight by pulling the standing part of the rope at 90 degrees to the object. Then using the standing part of the rope, tie one or more half hitches along the length of the pipe or object to make the pipe secure and allow it to be hoisted vertically. Trucker's Knot the trucker's knot is a very useful knot for tying down a load. The knot forms a slip-resistant loop that acts like a pulley in a block and tackle system. You can generate almost three times as much tension on a rope using the trucker's knot as you would if you just pulled on a straight rope. To make the trucker's knot, you make a small loop, then you take a bend in the dead end and pass this bend doubled through the loop. The second loop serves as your pulley used to apply tension to the rope tying down your load. Take the dead end of your rope, pass it through a tie-down or hook on your truck, 
Then through the second loop formed by the trucker's knot, pull, tie off with a double half hitch. Figure 8 Knot The simple figure 8 knot is used to form a stopper on the end of a rope. This stopper is used to stop the rope from running through a shiv or pulley or to stop the rope from slipping through a knot. A figure 8 knot can also be tied into a non-slip loop. This loop can be used to secure the end of a lifeline around a solid object. Tying a figure 8 loop Number 1. Tie a regular figure 8 but leave a long tail. 2. Wrap the tail around the object. 3. Take the end of the tail and retrace the path of the rope back through the figure 8. 4. Pull the knot snug.